Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of Marvel Studios and streaming on Disney Plus Season 1, Episode 5, 6, and 7 of WandaVision. Episode 5, on a very special episode, Wanda addresses Vision's worries when the group grows suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. Episode 6, All New Halloween Spooktacular. Disturbances on Halloween separate Wanda from the Vision, who is looking into anomalous activity in Westview. And then episode seven, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Monica plots her return. Wanda navigates unsettled complications and the Vision forms a new alliance. This is your spoiler alert for the first seven episodes of WandaVision. And this is Matt and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. And a very special guest, Mr. Joe Deggs. Thank you for not recasting me. Not recasting <laughs> we, we thought we, we thought about it. Yeah, it was tempting, but you know, I kind of tacky at this point. To That's right. Just recast someone. A lot of that going on these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into the the recasting of things, I'm sure. Um, so here we are, five, six, and seven, with two episodes left to go. I think it's safe to say we've all been pretty excited about how we're going, but uh, we're we're no two thirds of the way through with a little bit to go. But are we? Are does everybody still have the same level of excitement here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's well done. Um, I'm not really disappointed, and I'm definitely looking forward to see how it ends. So, yeah, me too. Yeah, just ditto across the board. It's it just keeps well, I don't know. I think maybe in retrospect it'll kind of like I, I think it's sort of like for me it started off like really strong with the first uh I guess three episodes and then it sort of dipped in the middle for episode four and then like just now has just kept rising up since. Like that's just sort of how it's been like uh uh, yeah, it's a great show. It's it's I think it's like a comic book. It's like maybe my it's starting to become maybe my favorite like comic book, like TV show or, or adaptation. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's up there with Watchmen on HBO, definitely. High praise. So yeah. <laughs> just to recap, Noah, you were like more of a fan of like the sitcom sort of yeah. before like we we sort of brought in like the whole marvel you like and, and tied that in that was you were you were really enjoying that but you had a little bit of a dip but now you're sort of back in right i'm back in i think episode five six and seven brought me back in um they found a good way of balancing the plot and the what it what now is like what is in the show the action which is the the uh the sitcom stuff mm-hmm. like i sort of that's sort of like that's the equivalent of people punching each other in this show you know, it is that stuff. So I, I really like that. And, um, but they've done a good job of balancing both of them in the last three episodes, uh, I think. So Joe, what about you as we are in this sort of middle stretch, uh, same level excitement uh, or, or more or less excited? I think same level excitement. I liked the term that Noah used as far as balance. Um, I had like a, for lack of a better word, concern to be like, all right, when this is all wrapped up, you know, what was the purpose of the sitcomness? I was, as much as I enjoyed it, I felt as if I'd be like disappointed if like it was pointless or, you know, right. 
was just done just to be sort of uh, hokey. But I kind of like where they're going with it, I think, as far as like the purpose of it. And I do think the balance of it now, you're getting, you're getting your fair share of outside of Westfield, what's going on in the real world versus, okay, mm-hmm. this, is why, this is why this is happening. Yeah, and uh, it's becoming like, I think the the sitcom stuff has resonated with me thematically, and I think the six the like the the first seven episodes really sort of fit where Wanda is, and as far as like wanting what life she wants to create, which is the perfect life, you know, it's like the opposite of sort of the dark, grim reality that she's been living her whole life, where people just come and die, whereas like you know, in sitcoms, especially the ones that she's sort of referencing, people are like invincible, you know, like they don't, there's nothing bad happens to them or that they just can't get over really easily. And we'll get into that with episode seven, the very special episode, but that's, that, that's what, that's sort of why, that's sort of why it's justified. It's been justified through episode seven for me. Nice. So let's step back to five. So five is uh, on a very special episode um, and this is where sort of the, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, this is sort of like as the kids sort of age really quickly and, and the vision is sort of having conversations with the neighbors. What did you, what did you guys think about uh, five? You go first, Joe. Yeah. So um, I thought five was okay. I think, um, look, I think five is definitely kind of a, even in like in a comic series, right? It's definitely a bridge episode. Um mm-hmm. So um, it had it had you know it's 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 fair share of Easter eggs and stuff that's referencing and everything else. But I feel as if um, I guess that was a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Vision starts to become starts to question what's going on. That leads to further things. Up, up you know at the end we have Pietro, which honestly is you know uh, talk about the fourth wall and a nod to the path and everything else. That leads to other things as well. So. I thought it was okay. I thought it was well done. Again, I, you know, I, I, the, the theme of following along with the, um, the sitcom, the, the TV broadcast, as well as like Wanda become, wanting, showing a little bit more of her hand as to what she's doing and her, her mental state. So I thought, I thought it was well done. Yeah. I, I also, I think growing up, I watched a lot of Full House. So I think this episode really struck a chord with me as far as like all those references to that type of comedy and those type of situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just loved the the many like the uh, uh, like uh, a- application moments in the episode where they sort of sit down and give the kids like life lessons and things. Um, uh, I don't like it when dogs die, but it kind of has a comical element to it in this too because it's handled in the way that it would have been handled on full house or family matters or, or, or something like that. Um, so I liked it. I, I really liked that a lot. Uh, and, uh, but I do like how this episode, um, like the darkness is like seeping into the sitcom world with vision mainly. Right. Like I, I like how, vision slowly been getting to this place where he's able to doubt what's going on. And I like the climax of this episode, basically being him and Wanda yelling at each other and using their, like, you know, basically having like a, like you want to go bro moment, like, you know, with both of them hovering in the air kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And that, that was, that was really cool. And um, yeah. So I like how this, 
this episode uses sort of the it, it uses it to sort of like build tension amongst Vision and Wanda um and uh yeah and then of course like there's like rising tension on the outside with the sword base as well which is cool I thought an important part too which uh I had to like I did a little you know a little recap before we even even we're doing this pod was when he had that moment with his office mate when yeah. he taps into his head and you know I think he's like you know stop her or save me um that's well done because that comes again in uh, episode 6 and then it really kind of speaks to um a little bit of a twist as to like at the same time now vision kind of finding out who he is right this has been about like Wanda's journey into wherever she is with a unhealthy mental state but then vision being like why am i here and what happened to me yeah yeah i like that too yeah so i agree there was like a lot of like this is where we sort of i think this is where we see uh wanda and the vision really sort of starting to sort of separate for these three issues like uh in more i'm sorry issues episodes but they're going to spend more time apart but this is sort of the the breaking point where they are going to go and obviously in later in later i almost said issues episodes this is again why they're going to be further apart um so you know this is almost the midpoint and we're taking our two sort of main characters and, and we're giving them trauma and we're pulling pulling them apart yeah that's a very good point i like that this is sort of the like in screenwriting terms like this is the midpoint you know well like you know like you've reached the point of no return for Mm -hmm. both of these characters and um i guess maybe that's at the end of the next episode too you sort of hit the point of well no at the end of this episode sort of like the point of no return where she expands the hex out even further and um sucks wait no no, that would be That's six. the next episode. Yeah, That's yeah. the next episode. I'm sorry. This episode is where she turns the guns on the sword, uh, the leader of, of sword. Yes. Yeah. I was getting mixed up. So next episode, I think, would be sort of considered to be the midpoint, like the critical midpoint. You brought up the guns. Like, they think, I just thought it was like passing, but that was a pretty famous scene in the first X-Men movie with, uh, yeah. with, with uh, Magneto, her her father in the comics um yeah and then uh i actually thought about that when i was wondering if it was a little bit of a callback to to that um that that scenario when the the guns could could you know turn on everyone else and her controlling the people that had the guns yeah there that was uh there are some nods to and i think that would be a purposeful nod because uh the next episode especially they make a lot of references to other movies x-men and otherwise um obviously because Pietro's in there, but they, they make some other references to things and people have brought that up. I've seen on online, um, uh, which may also just be Marvel teasing us still like at, at this point, like we sort of, I, I I've been going off the rails with my theories about this show and I'm not going to stop. So, you know, <laughs> but the, uh, I, I think it is sort of also Marvel, the people behind the scenes, like enjoying us making wild speculations like there's this this like sick enjoyment of dangling things in front of us like that where it's like oh we want they want us to draw parallels so that we just start our whole all our fan theories up again and i think it's a good way for them to gauge 
people talking about the show too is to put things in there so that people discuss it yeah so did you see where one of the showrunners was doing like a like an online show and she had sort of a uh uh tack board behind her and there was a picture of, <laughs> there was a picture of wonder man wonder man like prominently uh, behind her so people are like why does she have a picture of uh <laughs> wonder man on on her post so like that that could be another way of people them just messing with us they're just like they're like i know i'm going to go on camera so let me put like pictures of all of these characters that might be involved on there let's put howard the duck on that board <laughs> and see what 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 people latch on to yeah Except Tower of the Duck has popped up, but it's, it's you know, um, I was trying to think of a more obscure character. Um, the uh, Stilt yeah. Man. Stilt Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he in the Daredevil show? Like, wasn't he like a throwaway character where they were like, oh, look at this guy, it's Stilt Man or something like that? I can't remember. Did Maybe they just know. reference him or they, I don't they think might they have. showed him? Yeah. Yeah, they might have like brought up his, his alter ego and be like, oh, you have to represent this crazy guy. And yeah. They should have shown them. My my first yeah. appearance of uh, Stiltman would have uh, gone up in, uh, in massive value and back issues. Just sorry to get sidetracked. Did you have the first appearance of Gladiator? I do. So that did that go up in value? It did, but it's now not. Uh, yeah. You, you have to you have to sell high, or it's it's you, you have to sell when all the excitement is there. Exactly. And I yeah. and I, I just I just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So let's let's uh keep going i think you know we have to discuss how this ends there's there's a knock at the door she goes to the door she opens the door and it's her brother but it's not her brother but it's, it's not her brother yeah but joe you go ahead you, you talk about this I, you know i mean it's almost impossible not to see it coming to a point right i mean if you're on any kind of social media or you read anything it was pretty much leaked that he was uh, he was in the casting call, mm-hmm. then he wasn't, and everything else. So, um, you know, so there he was. Um, I thought it was neat with the whole like, you know, the wink at the fourth wall or playing to the audience or oh, I can't believe they recast P- Pietro. Um, I, you know, it's a bold move. I, I, I give him credit. It's kind of like. I, I'm curious to see how it shakes out because there's other theories on like who he actually is and that, and that and as far as it goes and then how they introduce the X Men um, and the mutants. Uh, but overall, listen, I, th- I think it's I think it's neat. I think he's doing a great job in the role. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he really was actually he was pretty uh, he was pretty impressive in episode six. And yes. uh, you know, overall, you know, overall, overall, I liked it. I, you know, I think I think it worked. I really do. I so, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. No, just real quick. So when Darcy says they recast Piedro, does that mean that she has knowledge of like the 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 Briar, Brian Singer X Men universe, or is she just like sees him as like a different guy? They know they know it's a different guy, right? They just know it's a different guy. It's not Aaron and Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so she doesn't she doesn't know about the uh, those 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 movies don't uh, exist in the not marvel yet. cinematic universe just yeah that's a good that's a good question i wonder i don't i don't think so because i think because kevin feige got his start on the first x-men like that was his first marvel project and um so he's been like you know people sort of like are like uh i don't know they kind of separate the mcu from like x-men and spider-man and stuff but they forget that he was the producer on 
every Marvel film, Mm -hmm. you know, basically like he's been the producer. So he was responsible for the resurgence of like the superhero blockbuster in the early two thousands because he produced X-Men. So like, I think he's been keeping them separate for so long because he's always wanted X-Men to be a part of this universe, you know? Um, so like, I don't think there's never been like an in-universe reference to Wolverine or the X-Men or anything like that in the MCU. And I think that's purposeful on his part. Like he'll reference Star Wars, everything, but not X-Men because he knows like that's his end goal. I think even more than Spider-Man, he's wanted to put X-Men into the MCU, you know? I mean, I, mean, I, I feel the MCU ha- hasn't come close to mutants, right? I mean, even... Yeah any of the shows, any of the movies. Um, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I didn't watch that much of it, but enough where they don't hint at mutants. Um, and it could be because of the rights back back when they you know, weren't, weren't even getting along that well. Was mm-hmm. it Fox and um, uh, Marvel? But so how they introduced Pietro, again, kind of interesting. Yeah, but I like how they ended it with a jokey sitcom from the 80s thing it's like like he's like uh uh i can't remember what he says like it's like it's like you have to see your bro or whatever it is i can't remember Mm -hmm. it was like it's just so cheesy and it's so like it's so um it's so full house basically at the end i love that like it ends like a sitcom uh that just made me that that's why i loved it i was like yeah i'm, I'm back i kind of thing like like you you kind of lost me in the fourth episode but the fifth episode just because of how it ended i would have been excited if it just ended with pietro but the fact that they went the extra mile to give him like the sitcom like deadbeat brother like showing up at your door thing that was pretty great um and i like darcy's reaction too of like yeah like they recast pietro because again like it's, it's cool to see how they're continuing also with the real world stuff being like the audience surrogates. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, because like, if you're not familiar with the X-Men or if you're not familiar with like, just, you know, if you're familiar with the MCU at all, you know that that's not Quicksilver, right? So I, I just love that Darcy being the voice of the audience in that moment is pretty, pretty novel, I think. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move into six. This is our this is our Halloween episode. Um, you know, we, we sort of start off. The kids continue to grow up rapidly. Um, Brother Pietro is sort of on the couch. You know, just sort of being a lazy sort of uh, Gen Xer. I'm not trying to trying to get the Gen Xers mad at me, but um, <laughs> so but it's it sort of they all. Vision goes out on um, sort of security patrol for the neighborhood and Wanda's left to go out and trick or treat with uh, Tommy, Billy and Pietro. And she sort of, uh, you know, weirdness is happening to her. Weird, you know, people are saying weird things to her um, and she's sort of having a hard time sort of putting everything together. She, she sort of has a handle on a lot of things, but like these little like side nuggets that are being thrown to her are, are, are confusing her. So what did you guys think about uh, six? Go ahead, Joe. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll use the term loved. I love six. Uh, um, I thought it was well done. The, uh, what, what, what was going on with Wanda and Pietro at the same time as vision's little journey had a cut back and forth, plus the uh, you know the references to the outside world. 
I thought were, were really well done. Um, talk about, I don't know, you like your eeriness and your darkness. The conversation with Pietro, the cutaway when he shot up, yeah. the, the comment about your dead husband, like all, all that stuff I thought was, you know, was uh, pretty well done. Talk about um, the scene. I don't know if you guys remember this when Vision looks at the person hanging the laundry and she's almost like robotic, but the mm-hmm. tear, the tear rolls down her cheek. Um, yeah, I think, you know, and then finally the end the, with the, uh, with the hex growing and uh, it being a strain on Wanda's powers. Like, I think you see that, right? Part of it's like, she's doing this and she's having a hard time handling it. She's, there's like chinks in the armor of what she's trying to do with Pietro and the, and the flashbacks and the further vision gets out, the less control she has over the people. Yeah, I did love the eeriness of that episode. And I like how uh, a lot of like seeds of doubt planted in just what's real and what's not real in this episode. Um, a lot of questions ri- ris- like arose about if Vision is a, uh, you know, is he like uh, like a rebuilt android or is he just a, like a projection or is he, you know, how, like how much, how real is vision, right? Because he seems to have some sort of free will. And um, unless that like his, him breaking out is a part of a larger design by Wanda. And I like how Pietro might be sort of like Wanda's conscience, like the voice of her conscience, you know? And uh, it's like, it's obnoxious Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And then um, this also like it was there's a lot of cool stuff story going on with the with the kids, too, because there was something, too, where you're like, are they just projections or are they real as well? You know, Um, because uh, is is it Billy who has the psychic powers or is it Tommy? Um, Uh, Yeah, I don't know which one's which, but Wiccan would have sort of. Yeah, Wiccan would have Wanda's powers where the uh, speed. Um, would have Pietro's power, but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know which one's Billy, which one's which one's Tommy. But yeah. But also, um, what you were saying about the vision, I don't know if this is five or six, but we do get sort of in the briefing room at, in one of these episodes here, where the the guy who's running the the little outpost outside of the hex sort of tells uh, Darcy and Agent Wu about Wanda going in to the facility and um, where they were, where they had the Vision's body is, I don't know what episode that was in, but that's generally in these three, right? Yeah, and then then this one, they find that at the end of this one, Darcy realizes that, excuse me, that they are tracking Vision Mm -hmm. specifically. Like they have a specific, like, you know, thing on the, on their radar for Vision. Um, like they're tracking the vibranium signature and uh, because they're after vision and that seems to be the end goal of sword is to get vision. And um, yeah, the uh, yeah. Like, so like there's that, the, this one though had a lot of like uh, red herrings for the next episode, as far as um, the sword stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there were like things that they would talk about in in passing and you're like oh that might be big and then in the next episode it's like oh it wasn't 
which I was like, ah, oh, they, they fooled me again. Um, like uh, Monica uh, saying like, oh, I've got an aerospace technician that's going to meet up with me, that kind of thing or whatever it is. And like, everybody was like, it's Reed Richards. Yeah, and, the, uh, the, the, yeah. The, the internet is going wild on trying to speculate who that is. Uh, yeah. But, I, but then I, like in the next episode, it was just another military personnel. But I think then there are a lot of people who are like, that can't be it. You know, that kind of thing. Like, it's got to be somebody else. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk of it being the Blue Marvel. Um, so I, I would see the blue Marvel showing up as opposed to them dropping the, the Reed Richards, uh, you know, bombshell in, in WandaVision. Um, yeah. but, uh, so while we're talking about sort of the, the back and forth that Pietro and, and Wanda were having, um, and we, we've been talking a lot about, uh, Easter eggs. Did you notice that like when the one, neighbor or somebody said uh kick ass and and wanda repeats kick ass that was that was pretty great yeah that was the big thing i think that was the big call out because uh yeah both both aaron taylor johnson and evan peters were in kick ass yeah and uh which i rewatched this earlier this week that's a pretty great movie like the uh like uh i wish more movies were made like kick ass like that's that's a solid comic book movie and both of them are solid in that film. Um, and both of them basically, well, like Aaron Taylor Johnson doesn't play like Quicksilver in that one, but like Evan Peters is basically Quicksilver. Sure. It's like an attitude in that one. Um, so it was like, he was born to play the role. Uh, yeah. So, so Joe, um, you know, Midway through this Halloween episode, um, the vision is sort of making his way to, to the edges of, of Westview. Um, and this is, as he gets further out, he kind of sees that the people are acting sort of almost like non-players in like a video game and actually like really slow and his suspicion is growing. So what'd you think about uh, when the vision sort of gets to the edges of the hex of Westview? I liked it. I, you know, I think the whole, um, I mean, I, a couple of things that I think that uh, even Noah said, which I think are, are worth mentioning, which, you know, the children and Pietro could be just literally part of her personality, right? Part, part of Wanda's personality. They might have not even exist, um, which quite honestly kind of creative as well if um, recasting Pietro because it could be really anyone um, because it's really just a bit of her imagination or hallucination. But I think we're kind of solid that, that, that vision's back in some capacity because he's, he's having all these adventures and this, this time by himself. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the last couple episodes are really developing the vision, right? Like kind of the, the vision part of WandaVision, like what's going on here, how he's questioned it and everything else. Um, you know, I think when he, again, Although it was a little bit of a red herring when he tapped on Agatha's head, right? Um, and she did the same thing that her, his office mate did. Is like, you know, she's doing this. Um, I thought it was good. I liked, I liked, I liked how it. Uh, that was a little bit of a red herring, but the same aspect kind of spoke to what was going on overall. Yeah. Um, what did you guys have? You guys read anything about the commercial in this one? Like what it means? 
Was this the yogurt one? Yeah, like the stop motion yogurt that was really dark and I loved it. But, you know, any like idea of how it plays into the larger MCU like the other ones? Or is this like, this is the one that like threw like a wrench in the in the gears like for like for all of us just sort of having this like safety net of like oh yeah it's gonna be like this sort of uh, this very um not like you know this very like you know overt reference to something in the mcu but this one was like oh wait a minute you know yeah i saw weird things where people were like it's ghost rider because it's a it's a it's a skull but then i've also seen people say that um so wanda would have been responsible in a way for a certain number of deaths in uh captain america civil war right so it was sort of her dealing with the trauma of children dying because wasn't she trying to hold up a building and she wasn't able to hold it and it fell and like kids died and that was you know sort of uh part of the reason why they went to sort of that un to sort of have the support the, you know the accords so i don't know if that was just her sort of her dealing with you know her not being able to complete that mission so i'm not sure but that that, that one was definitely strange and weird yeah what do you think joe yeah i think i read something somewhere i think they they hinted at that um the overall uh the price of death and who's dead and vision as well as pietro um i think i read somewhere where um it might be a reference towards the price she had to pay to get these people back or vision. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it's almost foreshadowing as to like to bring someone back from the dead or the possibility of it. This is kind of the price to pay and how it works. Mm. Um, and again, that was like a kind of a doing a little bit of a deep dive on that commercial. Yeah. Those are interesting. Those are, those are good theories. I didn't, I, I hadn't heard either of those. So I have a general sort of Marvel U question uh, cinematic you question. Uh, so Tony Stark would have put the Infinity Gauntlet on and snapped, right? So all of the 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 gems would have been there. Did we ever see what happened to the the Gauntlet with the stone after that moment? Yeah, Cap took them all back. That was uh, that was his to the, mission to the various points. Okay. Yeah. So she doesn't have access to the to the to the mind stone at all well i mean they were placed i mean i (laughs) I did a little research on this but they were (laughs) they were uh they were i think they were placed back in different throughout in the timeline he placed them and back in different throughout the um all the stones were placed in the timeline of of uh of the mcu at different times so like technically it's out there somewhere um yeah, they're all in the alternate timeline, though. Yeah, they're yeah. not in. They're not in the main timeline because the main timeline stones were destroyed. Correct. 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. You got. Yeah. All right. So that theory is that theory's down. But uh, yeah, it's 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 all Wanda. But Wanda is is harnessing the power of the Mind Stone, um, in some way, or another. Yeah. So I think the. You know, we had the cliffhanger of Pietro coming back, but I think the 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 cliffhanger of of this one is is Wanda sort of expanding the the hex, and she um, by doing that she pulls in a bunch of the sword members. Uh, a number of sword members are able to to escape. Um, 
but you know some are pulled in and i think most importantly darcy is pulled into inside the the hex so and 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 you know her main purpose is expanding it to to keep the vision inside because as he went out he was sort of breaking apart and stuff like that so that's where we end with uh with six so what do you guys think about how we ended with six i i um, I liked what Joe said earlier about um, like, I was sort of making references to Pietro being the voice of reason, but I think to build off with what Joe said about the kids being an extension of Wanda as well, the Wiccan being able to sense his dad is like Wanda being able to sense vision. Not So I, I hadn't thought about that until Joe said that. So yeah. Yeah. So but I'm interested that would... to hear more about what Joe says. Yeah. But yeah. that would also point to him not being a construct of her imagination, because yeah. if he can think independently of her, that would make him seem like he, I, I, you know, this is all difficult to break down, but. Um, yeah, well, but Joe, so, tell us more. I, I like I need it because like it makes sense, but like I, I want to hear more of like your thoughts on that. Well, you got me there, just so you know. I, 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 honestly, I think you're the one that kind of made me open my eyes to it because I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't think the kids exist just because yeah. the, way they, the, the way they age and stuff, no matter what, like, I don't think the kids are real. And, um, and she's shocked by the, how the, how quickly they're aging. Right, right. right. So I, I don't think the kids are real. So if there was a, if there's, if they're almost like little, splits of her personality of, of, of her abilities um you know one of them being like the link being the mental link to vision's well-being kind of makes sense right um it's really just her having caring but it's like coming through her pretend child um that'd be like if i had to like you know write a thesis and argue it what is what, this is what, I, what I would yeah what i would say um <laughs> it makes sense though <laughs> like it does because like she's been so on top of things this whole all these episodes and then in that moment she's so distracted and part of it's again this episode shows the reach of her power mm -hmm. like she's able to keep everyone going except for the people on the edge of westview like her only her her power spreads but it's not as strong in certain areas like it's like it radiates out from her um so like her, i think also her like giving power to like whatever Wiccan is is weakening her but like at the same time it's like it's her power that's in him and seeing things yeah well I'm just excited for Joe to go back and get his master's degree and write his thesis yes. on, uh, on on WandaVision that's that's gonna be uh dollars well spent I, I think so. Just make sure that's like an Ivy League too, so you, you get you're getting the best for your dollar. Yeah, yeah. I wrote two theses, and neither one of them were as fun as, um, you know, the, the multiple personalities of uh, Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is going to take us into our last episode in the review. This is seven, uh, breaking the fourth wall. Before we get to seven, I, okay. I just think real quick we might have to uh, comment on the costumes. In episode six. Oh, loved it. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like how they, with uh, Wanda's outfit, they didn't really like joke about it too much. Like they didn't make fun of it or anything. But uh, kind of like I, I like, 
how in Captain America First Avenger, like they took the time to put Cap in his like comic accurate costume. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's like within context of him selling war bonds and stuff. And they, they show how like maybe it doesn't translate as well to live action. Like you wouldn't take him as seriously if he was out doing that in a live action film, but like then they give him a, a good costume, but that that fits well, it's, it's comic accurate. So I'm kind of hoping that's what this is leading to with both of them, where it's like, you kind of have the goofier Halloween costume version, but we're going to see like a comic accurate Wanda Maximoff Scarlet Witch at some point. That's what I'm hoping it's like gearing us up for. And, and same with Vision. Like I love for like the collared cape and stuff like that to show up in his costume at some point. That'd be so freaking cool. Well, um, if- but, yeah, what you guys go ahead. If you notice that she said that she was a Sokovian fortune teller, um, I don't think Marvel owns the rights to the name Scarlet Witch. I think I read uh, that somewhere online. So that's why she's always been Wanda Maximoff. Um, and so that's, I think that's the way of getting around her not being the Scarlet Witch there. But it was, it was fun to see. Yeah. And uh, it's a very, uh, uh, Maximoff sort of headgear if you think about her dad and her her you know her sister they they have very similar uh headwear who's your sister polaris oh i don't know anything about polaris is she, where has she been in all of our theories you guys need to be you guys are the x-men experts you need to be she was she was, she was a big she was a big character in house of m Oh, I, I need to read House of M. I just downloaded it. I need to I need to read that before the next two episodes. Yeah, so I think she definitely would be Fox property because I think she was um she was an X Men for a little bit, right? I think she I think she definitely was a mutant and an X Men. So and I don't even think I and listen, Fox used all of them, right? <laughs> in some capacity. But yeah. I d I don't think she was in any of the movies, um, in any capacity, but she was definitely uh, uh you know, MCU owns her now, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be. Yeah, now I need to. After this is done, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up players right now. Actually, so, so yeah. green hair. She's got green hair. But uh, maybe uh, I do know who Polaris is. Then, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I get Polaris and um the one uh like Enchantress from uh Thor. They look very. They look. They look very similar. Yeah, I get them mixed up all the time. Yeah. Joe knows all about the Enchantress uh, drinking her wine on Battleworld while the uh, the Wrecking Crew is running around. <laughs> is that a Secret Wars reference? It, it is. We got to finish uh, that pod one of these days. We do. We do. <laughs> so it's your twelve coming soon. <laughs> Preview. So, oh, so uh, Polaris was in one of the TV shows. It looks like uh, like Gifted or something ah yep she's in the gifted yeah polaris was a character on the gifted so you're right she was on a in a fox x-men property thing nice so seven is uh breaking the fourth wall and um i made the mistake of thinking it it was uh in the style of the office but apparently it was more in the style of modern family yeah yeah Whereas, like, you don't know if it's a documentary or or what, like, on Modern Family, that's just the style of the show is them having the interview segments and, uh, yeah, or or um, yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, um, I liked so, that. Like, I loved the the interview segments in this episode. I thought they were hilarious. 
so she she wakes up um in bed and she's sort of having a bad day um the the kids are are running into her room um you know things are changing rapidly sort of the the fabric of her reality is sort of breaking apart um and uh agatha comes over so what did you guys think about uh the, the the start of this this episode episode seven joe thank you you was such a great host you always let me go first um yeah it was again i i liked it in lots of ways i kind of like uh what happened with darcy because i think they're starting to um uh, combine the outside world and you know the 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 sword people outside of Westview and then what's going on inside there and then they're you know coming to the end they're starting to consolidate it so it all makes sense um and uh, just well at the end they even they should they show with Agatha what's going on as far as that interview and everything else with the camera reference but um yeah I thought it was good I thought it was well done Matt, what did you think about this episode? Because it's the big reveal episode. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, the end is, you know, what everybody sort of references and thinks about. Um, you know, it, uh, I felt like this was, you know, Noah, you and I talk a lot about Tom King books, but this was like the most Tom King sort of episode of WandaVision where they, you know, people were dealing with like the stress and the, the, the PTSD of like all of the effects that they had. Like this was her sort of really, you know, breaking down sort of the events that we know that she went through in the Marvel cinematic U sort of some of the events that we've seen through like Hayward sort of briefings and then sort of the, the stress of her trying to hold everything together inside the, the the construct of the hex like this was her sort of breaking down and sort of uh you know trying to deal with things so i i you know to do a comparison to a comic book and tom king did the 12 issue vision series um which was more obviously more vision centric than it was wanda centric but it it felt the most of like one of those books to me i can see what you mean because it's also like yeah, the dealing with the trauma and having your main character be super depressed the whole time and dealing with, like you said, real world issues that that does it does feel very Tom King esque. And also just how blunt everything is in this issue feels very Tom King as well in the dialogue. Like everything is just so like straightforward mm-hmm. and uh, it's not stunted. It's just blunt. Right. Mm-hmm. And the characters in like in in like Tom King books often are very like blunt, like about whatever's going on, and like just just are just honest, like brutally honest with themselves, or or not honest, like just like brutally dishonest. Um, that's that it definitely felt like a Tom King inspired episode. I've not read the twelve issue Wanda the the twelve issue Vision series, but I've heard a lot of people say that this is very much so inspired by that series. Um, hence it being like sold out mm-hmm. that, that, that mini series being sold out in like every Barnes and Noble and comic shop, uh, lately. Um, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to it to try to find answers. 
Well, I don't think they're going to get them. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> but Tom King is going to enjoy those royalty checks. Yeah, I think he made, he made a post about it being like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Because <laughs> like, it's like, it's a crazy amount of like, of books that they've sold mm-hmm. of that, of that miniseries. Um, Are you suggesting I actually get my West Coast Avengers on uh, eBay now? Yeah, then maybe now's now's the time to. Now's the time. There's sell. actually there's actually it's a, a few market. there's actually a few back issues of, uh, uh, you know, if you like, uh, trying to think like, uh, but I've seen a few sort of YouTube shows about back issues, and there's a few that are spiking because of of this show, obviously, and I don't even know where Agatha's sort of first appearance is, but it, it you know, I'm, I saw I'm, one. I saw two. Or this week, uh, or last week, I think. Yeah, last week I saw two on Friday after but I watched the, the episode. I went to Secret fr- Lair and they got, they had the two, it's like a Fantastic Four issue. Oh. And okay. um, I think one of the, I was there, one of the guys bought one and it was like for around like over a hundred bucks. Um, and like it was slightly like spines were kind of not in a bad shape, but it was sort of like a little damaged. And it was still over a hundred that they sold it for. Um, so I looked over their shoulder to look at it, but um, I mean, it's, it's a comic, but you know, it was worth a lot. Yeah. Awesome. So as we said, uh, you know, sort of the plot point of the start of this issue is uh, Wanda's having a bad day. The vision is nowhere to be seen. Um, Agatha comes over to sort of uh, take the kids away which there'll be more about that later to sort of give Wanda time on her own um and uh Wanda is sort of at home um you know sort of working through some things trying to have some some time alone um but then we also we also cut away to the vision as he's uh as this, as the sword base has been converted to a a circus he and uh, Darcy link up to 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 move further back inside of, of Westfield. So, what do you guys think, sort of, about the middle of this episode? Joe, do you have any thoughts? Joe, you're on mute, bud. I was gonna let Noah go because he's always he's always he's always letting me. So I let no, me I, I was just ranting and raving about Agatha Harkness. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't yet begun to rant. But the uh, now you go ahead. Um, yeah. So um, again, I I, I think I, I kind of commented earlier a little bit about just the I liked how uh, you know he gives Darcy awareness um, a sort you know inside of the uh, uh, inside of the hex, and then they kind of make their way. Obstacles are thrown up a little bit, so you can still it's almost part of of Wanda trying to keep it together, trying to still mm-hmm. manage what's going on, but you know it's getting harder and harder for her to do. Um, and then I kind of like what comes down with the uh, the um, the confrontation, um, which I guess it would get to the middle, and I'll get maybe Matt your thoughts as when he's um, uh, because at the same time you have Monica coming in, right? Um, and then they all kind of meet um, at the uh, at the uh, the house. Yeah, um, but before yeah, I we forgot to mention that first appearance, that also had to sh- shoot up. 
Monica Rambeau. Yeah, what's what's her superhero name? It's like uh, well, she's had a bunch. She was Spectrum. She was Photon, and then Photon, she was also I think was she was also one. Cap. She also was Captain Marvel for a while. Right, got a lot of talent. <laughs> she's <laughs> as Rhodey has once told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a I have a question um, about the the Darcy and Vision encounter. Uh, I know that he sort of rubbed her you know he gave her sort of the uh you know the rubbing of the temples to sort of like bring her thoughts together into real time but they would have never interacted in the marvel cinematic you um so, captain marvel and no darcy and, and darcy the vision and, yeah so like she knows she knows who he is through sort of you know knowledge of the avengers but how does he know who she is i don't think he knows who she is like because he had she had, i think they she had to explain to him who she was um and i think he would have and she had to then she had to explain who he was to him as well but she okay. was in his line of sight when he was trying to break through wasn't she like right there when he was yes. trying to break through the head okay and okay he so that's that that's how he knows her it's it's yeah. through that interaction not a marvel cinematic university yeah, yeah okay. not through anything there so all right so yeah, Joe, you brought up a good point that, uh, you know, you know, the other force of people trying to get to Wanda is is Monica. Monica goes and she gets her sort of space rover to try to go through. Uh, that doesn't work, uh, but she goes through, you know, f- physically uh, in person. And I think this is where they're alluding to her becoming um, Spectrum because she sort of gets some some superpowers by by going through the the the, you know, the edge of the hex um and she does go to the house and that's where we have sort of monica and wanda uh you know having a conversation again wanda is obviously not excited to see her again and monica is trying to to talk her down um and things seem to be coming to almost like they're 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 coming to to an agreement. But who shows up? It was Agatha, and Agatha, um, you sort of is able to bring Wanda away. So, what do you guys think about sort of that interaction of Monica making it there, but then Agatha showing up to sort of not let those two get together and uh, you know solve the problem that they're looking to do? I think. We had to let Nova run with Agatha in general, and and take it from here. Um, so I had a, I had a theory at the end of this episode, and it might be debunked by the end of episode eight, but I'm still sort of holding hope that maybe this is, kind of the, the theory here, like it's kind of, very simple to have a good guy and a bad guy in this scenario. So like, there's gotta be either something more nuanced going on here. Like it's not just a good guy and bad guy. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping that like, uh, Agatha herself is a projection or like a, a role that's been assigned to some poor unsuspecting person by Wanda to sort of like give her something to do, like give her something to attack that's not herself. So she's like pushing responsibility for 
the hex onto someone else, you know? Like, that's my theory is that like, it's kind of like a, like sort of what they did in Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin not being real, you know? I think that's like, it's kind of like that idea of like, I don't think it's as simple, but again, episode eight may prove me wrong, but I was really proud. I am really proud of that theory. Like I I really, and I'm really hoping that's where it is, where it's like, even like in episode nine, we find out it's just Wanda still like, you know, it's not a bad guy or anything like that. Like it's, it's, it's just Wanda. And this is another personality, you know, like this is the, the evil side. Um, And then I like how, but I do, but at the same time, then there's the theory of like, maybe uh, the hex is something that's like reoccurred throughout history as well, you know, and has Mm -hmm. given people powers. So like maybe Wanda received her powers through something similar, you know, and that's how Monica got her powers. And then maybe Agatha's the link to that power as well. Um, like maybe at the same point she got similar power from that um yeah if that makes sense like that's sort of like my theories like so they could all be linked and uh maybe everybody has superpowers now be pretty cool yeah i think i got off topic but no 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 i don't care (laughs) no No, it was it was I, i i like it um so we haven't seen uh the lady who's sort of the 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 head of the the neighborhood like HOA in a while yeah um and early on it seemed like Wanda didn't have control over her you know like she sort of had more like she sort of could break from sort of Wanda's ability to sort of control the situation um, and you had some theories, Noah, that look like some other people on the internet have the, the the same theory that she might be Emma Frost. Yep, I'm feeling validated. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, it feels like I'm like, oh, why am I not talking to these people on my podcast? I need to be getting these guys in there. So we're all on the same page. Just kidding. I love you guys. Um, yeah, that's that's the end of my thought there. What do you, what do you think, Joe? Um. There's one more thing that I wanted to ask you, Noah, because I thought of you at the end of the episode was you had pointed out to me, rightly so, um, what you didn't like about episode four was, uh, you know, you and I agreed to disagree a little bit, was written on the board, all the theories, and was sort of, you know, you don't like when the TV tells you how to think. Yeah. How do you feel when it's sung to you in a ditty? I like that a little bit more. It's a little more creative, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like I'm any kind of like uh, monsters callback because that was another one of those shows I grew up with. Like any kind of reference to the monsters, I'm like, yeah, you, you, you're okay there. Yeah, it's fine. I liked it. I'm 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 a hypocrite. Like I'll be a hypocrite when that. (laughs) Like yeah, you know, it's fine. Uh, the whole time, I'm like, man, I don't know how Noah feels about this. <laughs> when that song was playing. I should hate it, but I don't. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, you, so you really guys alluded it, to it. I love it. Yeah. So. You guys alluded to it. That was the, you know, each episode we've sort of been given a sort of a cliffhanger to, the, to pique our interest and make us want to come back for more. 
Uh, five, it's Piedro. Six, it's the expanding of the hex. And seven, it's we find out that it was Agatha all along. And she's yeah. been pulling strings. Um, she uh, she was there at the magic show. She was um, she was there when Piedro showed up. And we also know that she killed Sparky too, yeah. which um, <laughs> which is which is not very nice. Uh, so that was the big sort of reveal there um, in in seven. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about it a little bit. Joe, what do you think about the 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 cliffhanger reveal that uh, Agatha is pulling some strings inside the hex? I mean, again, I thought it was. I, I, I like I like the Easter egg nod. Um, it, I give Marvel some credit that like, I mean, maybe for like people like us three to like really do deep dives and have theories of who it is and stuff, but to have a song ready that like <laughs> kind of references like, you know, there could be seventy percent of the office like, you know, who's Agatha and who cares, you know? But mm. they kind of knew that there'd be a, uh, you know, there'd be some. Um, some diehard fans who really take a deep dive into this episode. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, listen, I I liked it. Um, I feel as if they have two episodes to wrap it up. It's coming to a head. I kind of like Noah's theory um, that there's. I think there's just, there's just another big bad. I don't know if it's not going to be you know um, Agatha, but I think that she's part of something else. That she, Maybe she has a partner. Maybe there's another bad guy. There's some theories on the um, internet that kind of confirm that or kind of throw that out there. But I do think there's a little bit more. I think there's there's going to be another big reveal of someone else that that's doing something in the in the uh, in the hex. Do you think it's Mephisto? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think it's somebody. I think somebody. It's, I think it's somebody. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it wouldn't be a stretch to think Mephisto and, and a witch would be would be working together. Yeah. Um, uh, had another thought. Oh, no, back to the song, I guess. So everybody <laughs> is assuming that Agnes was Agatha Harkness. Like, from first trailer drop, everybody was like, that's Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Um, so I like that Marvel didn't pull, like, a... Um, like, one of the biggest problems of, like, Star Trek Into Darkness is, like, the reveal that Benedict Cumberbatch is Khan. Mm-hmm. And the only people that would have been like, whoa, really? You know, are the people who have seen Star Trek 2. Like the general audience of people are just going to be like, who? You know, like, like you're giving us weight to this moment like we should care, you know? And, uh, but we don't care because we don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. What I liked about this with like the Agatha Harkness thing was, is that like she said, like, I'm Agatha Harkness. And if the, if the episode had just ended there, people would have been like your general audience would have been just like who you know like we don't care it's kind of like the ending of season two of uh the mandalorian right like it it meant something that luke came in like kicking ass before he revealed he was luke skywalker and like we all knew it was luke right away but it meant something that he came in and showed off his incredible jedi skills and then was like yeah i'm luke skywalker um, so I guess we should have said spoilers for Mandalorian. Yeah, I was thinking the fact right. that we we didn't say spoilers um, but, for Mandalorian um, season two. But the uh, this is similar though, where it's like 
she says she's Agatha Harkness and then they show you her power with the song. I think mm-hmm. that's brilliant. Like that's how you should do it from here on out. Like don't do Star Trek into darkness, basically. You know, it's like, you know, it, it'll only mean something to a certain amount of people. And in this case, it meant something to those people who guessed it, but also to the people who don't necessarily know who that character is because I didn't even know who Agatha Harkness was until this show came around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she's like your D-list Marvel villain. Oh, like G, right? Not even G-list like, Marvel yeah, villain. Not even like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I did like that the song was like, like I've said with at the beginning, the sitcom-y stuff is the action of the show. Like that's how, that's the showing and not telling in this is the, you know, that's what's driving this show. So to have that be, tied to the reveal was like the best way to do it i think yeah and so um i don't are you guys did you guys watch to the end and know that there was a uh, a teaser at the end of this because i almost missed it i didn't i know i did not do the teaser oh no. so yeah. um just it's really quick um monica goes um you know agnes is told um wanda that uh you know they've had this sort of altercation in the basement and uh monica sort of goes over to the sort of cellar doors and she's about to go in um to sort of investigate and uh pietro shows up and he says something about like uh don't sneak around and then it just cuts to black so you know they're giving us the indication that um Pietro did something to, to, to Monica before she could go down there and investigate. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the last seed of doubt because you're like, is Pietro a projection? Is he dead Pietro back to life? Is he something Agatha? Cause that's the thing. Cause in the Agatha song, you see her manipulating Pietro mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, is, is he a pawn? Cause in the end, you're like, you still don't know. You're like, is he leading Monica into a trap? You know, is he actually Pietro from the Fox universe or is he just a random guy? It's like, still don't know. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we did a pretty good recap of those three uh, episodes. And, uh, you know, we we normally do predictions at this time. We've done a few predictions uh, throughout the the recaps. does does anybody have uh, new projection or predictions, or do they do they want to stick with something that they they thought was going to happen earlier on in some of our podcast reviews? I am predicting that um, that uh, someone from like like Doctor Strange is going to show up in Episode Nine. I yeah, think be- I, th- I think either Do- I think Doctor Strange might show up with all and, the magic being used now. And this one had the commercial about Nexus, like the Nexus, yeah, and sort of like the Nexus of all realities is like a like a Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, so I think I think Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in the last episode as Doctor Strange. Um, I'm just going to put that out there, which would make a little bit of sense because a lot of you know, other internet theories are is that that Doctor Strange movie is going to be a way to 
bring in uh, similar or not similar, the, the same character by different actors in different movies. You know, we've all seen that, like, basically everybody in the world has been cast from from those Spider-Man movies to, to come back. So we've done a little bit of that here. So maybe there's a little bit of that bleeding in um, from from Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think so. I think, and I, I think, because and and Wanda is supposed to be one of the main characters in the next Doctor Strange movie too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think Steven's going to show up, old Steve. Joe, uh, how about you? What uh, what predictions? New predictions? Predictions you want to stick with? I, I, so honestly, I I, I kind of like Noah's. I think it makes the most sense. But then maybe I'll just like piggyback on it and say like there will be another major superhero. If it's not Dr. Strange, someone else will show up. Like um, you think someone new? Yeah, I, that, that I don't know. Because like you said, are, are they going to blow Reed Richards on, on not blow, but you know what I'm saying, reveal <laughs> that John Krasinski's been, uh, been, I don't know, but I do think it's going to be an X-Men or it's going to be, in, oh, not an X-Men, it's going to be a Thor, you know, someone who, a Hawkeye, someone is going to, to show up that is a, uh, you know, a main player to, to help help squash this situation. You it want almost, the, you want Jane Foster you want Jane Foster Thor to, to show up? I yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. I don't know. <laughs> I know the timeline. I I think it would be like I I don't think John Krasinski first off is going to be cast as Mister Fantastic. I think that Evan Peters showing up. I think is a very strong indication that um, they're going to use the cast from the last fantastic four. In oh, a movie. Wow. Yeah, I think, think so. Bold yeah, prediction. So. Bold yeah, I prediction. Bold, I think so. I think if, I don't think John, if the, if Reed Richards shows up, it's going to be miles teller. That's my prediction. Um, wow. And it's going to be like alternate universe. It's doubling down. I, I think it's, I think that's, that's on the horizon. And actually I wouldn't be upset by that. I really wouldn't because I think, I think that what I've seen of Fantastic is that like it's it's cast wasn't the problem. Like it was the just the direction of the studio it was the pro and the director himself were the problems. And I think the like I, I think it was kind of like a waste uh of the of a of a decent casting to have like and I think right now Miles Teller is sort of at that perfect age to play Reed Richards. Like I think he was a little young six years ago, but now he can be more Reed Richardsy, you know. Um, Man, the internet is going to blow up tomorrow. <laughs> I think he is. I really think. I really think that's what that's who's going to show up are those Fantastic Four characters. Um, I think it'd be a waste not to, because all of them are young actors who are could have franchises ahead of them. You know. Yeah. I just think he wants. I just think he wants such distance to that movie, though. It got such. Uh, it, it gets so panned. I listen. If you're right, more credit to you. But, but here's the thing: like Endgame set a precedence for everything being important in the MCU. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a big deal. Like I think especially in franchises that are so quick to distance themselves from certain installments, that you have something like the MCU, which is like we're gonna make Thor: The Dark World more watchable with this movie you know that kind of thing like we're gonna take the worst movie of the franchise and make it a pinnacle moment for this film 
Like that I think is sort of cool to see. And actually there's, you'll have to look it up because there's abandoned concept art for Deadpool 2 where everyone from Fantastic was going to uh, come in and play a part in that movie in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Um, we're going to be characters. And it's like, there's, con- it's like, it's really cool to look up and see like what their costumes are going to be like. So I don't think, I think like, I think also now, especially when we're in the age when people are excited to see like Hayden Christensen come back to Star Wars and uh, um, trying to think of other examples where like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back for Spider-Man, that kind of stuff. When the last installments for both of them were laughably bad. You know, Tobey Maguire is a meme because of his last. That's mm-hmm. how he lives on is because of his weird performance in Spider-Man 3. But everyone was crapping their pants when it was a possibility that he'd be coming back. And Fan Stick, as awful as it is, has like a cult following already. So like, I, I, I believe that like, if we're going to see Reed Richards in episode nine, it's going to be Miles Teller. Wow. That'd be crazy. Yeah. So I will agree with you that the, 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 the actors and the actresses that they picked to be in that movie were, 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 were fine. And I think that you mentioned that sort of the direction that the director gave them was, was, was the big problem. Um, so you could just solve that by bringing them over and just putting them hopefully in the hands of like, you know, foggy and and the russo brothers to sort of straighten everything out but i'm still i'm still in the camp of there's going to be a mutant showing up and like so in uh when wanda was sort of introduced in the marvel cinematic you she was not a maximoff right She, she she i thought she had a different last name no, they've always been Maximovs. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to go with the dad has to show up and 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 get everybody in line. Like, uh, I mean, you know, her dad just shows up and just like, you know, come with me. I got to, you know, you, you've been through a lot, um, but I can, you know, you know, you know, daughter, father time, we can... Uh, we can we can step away from this hex and sort of you know get you right. So uh, my prediction is, is is a magneto showing up. Now I don't know if that's a fast bender or a um, uh, Ian McCallum. So, but uh, I, I I would like to see a, a magneto show up. Yeah, I'd be happy with either of those actors reprising magneto. Um, I think it would most likely be fast bender. that'd be awesome if it was. Um... Uh, but it'd also be awesome if it was Magneto. But I think Fastbender would be the best choice to age him up a little bit. Um, I, I I'd like that, and uh, he'd fit because like he could age into being like the older Magneto at this point. He's not that old, but like you know he could, you know he could do it for another ten years basically, right or whatever, and sort of like another twenty some years, you know, play Magneto would be awesome. That's another yeah. thing too, is that like the first class, like I watched, rewatched Days of Future Past the other night and it's like, I, I like that movie and all, but I still feel like those characters never really got to live up to like being in a good X-Men film mm-hmm. after first class. Like first class is good, but like it could have been better. 
like they could have been treated better after days of future past and they never were so it's sort of that's another one where it's just like uh like what a waste you know to have all those people and then not use them well yeah so um all right so i think that's going to do it i know that joe actually wanted to give his prediction that the uh the beyonder was going to show up and pull everybody into into battle world <laughs> it's gonna happen eventually i hope so it's not oh, now man it's gonna happen so. eventually i think yeah he has to make like a thanos style appearance sometime soon the beyonder or kang or somebody it's gotta be somebody well they the cast one. they cast kang in the yeah, uh, really in the ant-man hope- movie yeah, like, and I really hope that he's not just the Ant-Man villain. I really hope he becomes an Avengers villain because he's such a cool character. Yeah. And he could also be going, I, I think the, all right, we're going to go off on a, another tangent here. I don't but, mind. I'm here for it. All right, so Steve took the Infinity Stones and put them in various places in the Marvel timeline. Kang could very easily go back and, and get those and reassemble it or, or something like that. So yeah, I think that's think, going to be the problem with Kang. Yeah, I, Kang would be the natural next step to uh, to this. And, and who is he the older version of? Is he the older version of iron lad right i thought he was like was he like a, a, a dr doom or someone i thought he had a tie to dr doom i, I could be mistaken i thought he was a, an ultimate version of of him i, I think he's wrong. iron i think he's the alternate iron no he's like he's like a future version of iron lad like he's like tony stark's son or something oh, is that like what that. he was honey now i'm curious <laughs> oh now i need to look it up yeah um, well he was an early fantastic four um, right. But he was like posing as somebody else for like a couple of issues, mm. and then he was, and then he revealed himself as Kang. But um, okay. yeah, so um, all right. So anything else before we before we finish up? Any any more tangents we want to go down? I'm still, I think, holding on to the prediction that we might see like a nice transition into Falcon and Winter Soldier too at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, with like Rhodey, maybe Rhodey into like Armor Wars or something like that, you know, um, or into Falcon Winter Soldier, like Rhodey showing up. I guess I'm 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 holding on to that prediction too. So okay, Doctor Strange and Rhodey, that's who's going to show up. All right, um, and Magneto, and Magneto, and Magneto, and Richards. <laughs> so it in in when Sam and Bucky are are riding around with. Uh, with Sharon Carter, do they are they going to tell her where where are they going to tell her where Steve is? Um, are they going to have the awkward conversation of the dude you made out with went back in time to uh, to live with your aunt? aunt. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Now that's a sitcom. Where did he go? That 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 yeah, that's do it like friend style. Like yeah. uh, that's, that's a sitcom. You were on a break. A time break. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. all right, guys. So we have two episodes left to to go. We're gonna come back one more time. Um, we'll 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 break down those two episodes, and then we'll also probably have to take a step back and look at it all as. Uh, you know, one through nine. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to do that. Awesome. So uh, any final thoughts before we close up? 
So we, we have Noah on, on record as uh, Fantastic Four. No, uh, I, Doctor Strange first. Doctor Strange. Then Rhodey and, well, like, you know, basically every other Disney Plus confirmed show. And then and then and then and then, and then C is blow up the internet when the uh, yeah when the and then D is Emma Frost. D is Emma Frost. Yeah. And Joe, Joe, you're you are you officially uh, on the Beyonder? <laughs> yeah, Beyonder or Galactus or Bob. I'll stick with either, <laughs> any of those three. Um, awesome, awesome. I'll be happy uh, with. Uh, you want you want uh you don't want like uh lightning storm galactus you want like uh you know purple big big big, big headdress yeah. uh galactus right the real deal yeah the real deal awesome well uh this has been a lot of fun um you know uh kevin foggy's gotten a lot of uh ideas here for his uh his Marvel Universe and his Disney Plus shows, so uh, <laughs> he, he he should be very happy. Um, for anybody listening, if you give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on social media. Twitter is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook is Constructing Comics. Thank you for listening. Uh, please be safe, be nice, and go out there and make some art. <laughs>